1: Everyone, welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian. I am with my co-host and husband, Nicholas.
0: What's going on, folks? We hope you all are having an amazing week. We've got another great episode here for you, as always. Jilly, as you pull out your boob. <laughs> what are we going to talk about this week?
1: Just trying to do a little foreplay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't think you were going to narrate it on. Oh the no! Of
0: course I'm going to narrate it. Our life's an open book, Jill. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes it is. Uh, today, today's topic is not about my nipple. Today's topic is about lifestyle pivots we've made.
0: Yeah, quite a few of them. Yes, Even is... since we began this podcast, quite a few uh, were ebbing and flowing, changing shit up. It's been good.
1: And it's totally been an upgrade, I think, the experience so far. So that's why we want to share it because it's brought meaning and value to us. And I think it's important to to share the the good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, just like this podcast has evolved, we have evolved and things aren't the same as they were three years ago or even a year and a half ago. And, you know, we're just, like we said, ebbing and flowing with life and just want to share it and share how we're, we're making these adjustments and, and the benefits that we're getting from them. So... Before we dive into this great conversation, Jilly, what are you grateful for this week?
1: I am grateful for my handyman, my husband, the one and
0: only Nicholas Gazelniak. Oh, that's me.
1: You so graciously installed these beautiful wood floating shelves to complement our kitchen area, and I'm so grateful because now I'm able to put what tiny sentiments of decoration and happiness and joy to our home to make it yeah. a little bit more homier and i'm it, they look great and i know they take a lot of time and attention and precision and sometimes frustration and i just want to say that you rock
0: well i say there was no frustration with these shelves they actually went up pretty seamlessly there was only one minor speed bump and it wasn't even that because it gave me more anchors than what we needed Shout out to Dakota Love for these awesome distress shelves that we have in our in our kitchen now. But that wasn't the only thing I installed, Jilly, this week.
1: Hmm.
0: You're in a new basket on your bike.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Handyman Nick at work.
1: I don't know if I'd call it a basket. It's more like a container for things.
0: Basically, it's like a center it. console. Yes, it is. For, for your bike rather than your car.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was able to put some snacks in it, so Lu- Lucille and I went for a ride, and it was super windy, and uh, I was like, oh, we're going to put all the snacks in this thing and take advantage of it, and it was really fun to be able to use it, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah,
0: well, I'm glad you're getting some use out of that.
1: Totally, so thank you for installing all the things, Nicholas. You got it. What about you?
0: So, mine is actually on the same topic, and it is basically, I am grateful for... Stress-free, easy installation of these shelves. <laughs> so they provide you with everything they need. Uh, again, shout out to Dakota Love. They're they're beautiful shelves, but very easy to put together. And they provide you with the anchors, the screws, all the all the good stuff. And it's the anchors that are easy to put in the wall. So you didn't have to drill a pilot hole, but I did anyway, just a really small one. And and luckily. The holes were spaced out so that i also didn't hit any studs like we have 16 inch studs and so sometimes it's just really hard to to hit that and there's like literally i think it was six screws per bracket so the chances of hitting the, the studs were, were slim but the shelves went up perfectly like the alignment you were an, an amazing help you know when we needed when i needed you to hold stuff up to just kind of get things going but yeah they look awesome and You know, just really, it took maybe a half an hour to to get the two shelves up. You know, did it right before dinner. So, awesome stuff. Thank you uh, for making my job easy. (laughs) Yay. All right. So, pivoting. Mm. Pivoting to pivoting. Jilly, how do you want to start this one?
1: Well... It kind of seems like things we're going to share about have been recent pivots with specific lifestyle elements, and I think it kind of narrowed down to pivots in food, how we move or movement, and mind. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess first we can start with movement because that that to me that's way more fun. You know, um, I think we've been brought up that. You want the latest fad when it comes to shoes, you know, you, you get the Mm -hmm. Nikes, you get the Adidas shoes, you get whatever the cool kids are wearing, whatever, whatever's popular. And you have no regard for really understanding your feet, understanding how they move, what's best for them. And now as an adult, I'm relearning what is really necessary for our feet to perform how they're meant to perform and minimal shoes seems to be the way because you can exercise and use all parts of your foot and if you didn't grow up with those kind of shoes you have to train your feet to like essentially you know be barefoot and like be okay with like the wear and the tear feel in the beginning and to me at the transition wasn't wasn't bad like I started wearing minimal shoes probably like two or three years ago Mm -hmm. and now it's just like second nature and I don't want to wear any other shoe since the comfort and feel of them.
0: Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people think that you need padding in your shoes to be comfortable and to, you know, take care of your feet and your body. But you know what we've, we've learned through a lot of the the reading that we've done and, and really it's just like, you know, our feet weren't meant to be in shoes. Like, you know, that's as humans, that's not, it's not how we were meant, you know, people talk about grounding and, and you know feeling the ground and, and being part of it and yeah that's that's part of it but obviously that's not practical in every situation you can't walk into a grocery store without any shoes on or you know in a neighborhood that's being built as we are where there's construction materials that could potentially go into your foot I know that's not a, a pretty mm. um, thought or mm-hmm. or sight but you know, it makes sense, like, what we're we're discovering here is, like, a lot of the shoes, normal shoes, so to say, have very narrow toes, and so your toes are, are squished. Even your socks, to a certain extent, kind of constrict your feet, and, you know, when you're walking, your your toes are supposed to actually spread out and, and help with balance and, and, you know, traversing the land or whatever, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I mean, not only, you know, is it good for your feet, and you start using the muscles that you just aren't using it in normal shoes because of the padding but it also affects your your knees your hips you know and, and everything just everything and and i've been having some pretty um strong knee pain in, in my left knee and as soon as i started wearing these shoes i mean it, it sounds crazy but like the the pain started to subside and, and go away and i i still have some old shoes that that are kind of their your normal shoes and and fine whenever i i walk long distance in those the the knee pain kind of comes back so you know that's just kind of a personal antidote there but it's you know the the barefoot thing seems to be working and and you know it sounds like a lot of the the research is is kind of backing it up
1: yeah and it's it's kind of disappointing because you know we i had all these shoes like vans especially you know i love vans um they're aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but they're like most shoes and they're narrow and they are flat. They don't move with your foot. And I recently was like, you know what? I'm I'm finally le- ready to let them go because they have been sitting in my closet collecting dust because I just, it's not comfortable anymore. And especially after um, having Lucille, it's like my feet just want to expand even more. So <laughs> I notice when I wear them, like my toes feel so cramped and it's so uncomfortable. And I'm so grateful for um, the first company that we went with was Vivo Barefoot, shout out to them. Um, Quality shit. It is, man, my toes feel so comfortable. I can walk long distances and I don't have any issues at all. I'm um, able to run, play, do all the things with Lucille. And most of the times I don't even wear socks with them, which is even better for me because it's one less thing I have to put on. Yeah. Um, and then recently I was like, you know what, if I'm getting rid of like some of my Vans, I want another pair of shoes that probably look a little bit cleaner because my other Viva, my other vivos are just like, they've been worn to death and they're still, they're still kicking. Uh, pun intended, and walk in. But um, I was like, let me get a pair that looks a little bit more, I guess, neat. And I wanted to try a different company just to kind of diversify the companies and check them out. So uh, Zero Shoes, yep. they've been... Um, With an X, not a Z. Yeah, they've been awesome. And the owners, I think we're on Shark Tank, and they're from Boulder, Colorado. And those shoes have been working out really well. And they're slightly cheaper, and they're in the United States, so... The other company takes a little bit longer because it's in the UK, I believe. Yep. Um, so so far, like Nick and I are definitely on the barefoot minimal feet train, just because of overall health, feel good, our our bones are feeling better, mm-hmm. and n- just a note, like we don't have any issues with our feet. I know, like to each their own, you know whether you have certain conditions or you need certain supports. I I don't know. We're just sharing our journey with our feet and um so far it's been an amazing transition and there's no going back.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's been great just kind of I I'm one of those people who don't buy shoes very often. Like I buy a pair of shoes and I wear them probably way too long, you know, longer than what I need to wear them. And so like this has just been really weird for me. I've bought now three pairs of of barefoot shoes so i've got my just kind of like sneaker looking shoe for for walking and whatnot we've got uh vivo barefoot um boots you know for the for the winter time and those have been great for like rainy days when i walk on the trail like i don't i still like walking on the trail and it's muddy but like these shoes are awesome like they they handle the mud they wipe clean very easily but they're just very comfortable shoes and now I'm getting a pair of like casual shoes, and this one is from a, a company called Orgo, I believe it is, and I, I'm just really excited to, to try these out. So they're supposed to be delivered on Thursday. That actually the day this podcast is coming out. So we're uh, we're exploring and and you know trying to move more. And and I will say that I've been walking every day during lunch. I, I had a, I guess maybe about a month or two ago, you know, just kind of had a a, an evening where I was just feeling very agitated and I was just like, you know what, it's because I, I didn't do anything today. I went from work to hanging out with Lucille and then just like, didn't feel like I had any me time. And so ever since that day, I've been walking at lunch, you know, for, for 40 minutes, listening to a podcast or listening to music, whatever, I feel like doing that day. And, And boy, I feel 10 times better um, 15 times, a hundred times better. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just Mm. having that, that opportunity to be outside, getting some vitamin D and just, you know, being with myself and, and, you know, taking a break from everything. It's been fantastic. And the shoes have been just amazing. And, and like I said, the knee pain is gone.
1: The pain is gone. That's from Dr. Doolittle. I don't know if anyone knows that, but yeah, no, (laughs) it's, uh, I think, um, walking has been, a movement non-negotiable with both of us. We don't quote unquote work out, but we walk every day. We make it a necessity. Like we get outside, whatever the weather, we have all the the gear ready to go. And walking has been so good. Just that simple act. Like, and I'm so glad that Nick started it. And then like, once you started it, you're like, should have listened to you a lot longer, Jill. And I was like, (laughs) yes. Like, I just love hearing how, refreshed and yeah. better you feel like just doing that small, simple act and man, don't hate on walking. Walking no. is man. We just got to start the, like a, a cool, cool new workout guide. It's like walk every day, guys. It's pretty, it's pretty rad and yeah. popular. It's easy.
0: <laughs> you just got to walk.
1: Yeah. So, uh, just wanted to spread that pivot, the, the love for minimal barefoot shoes and just the act of walking every day and how good it's been for, for, our whole well-being.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's that's kind of where we're shifting. Are we going into uh, diet or nutrition or whatever you want to call it? Food.
1: Food. <laughs> food. We can dive into food. Yeah. How long has it been since we've transitioned?
0: Let's see. When did we get back from Arizona? Mm. We're kind of transitioning there, but we basically did it when we got back from Arizona, which was like two weeks ago. So we're, we're two, two and a half weeks in now. Mm. Maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. But yeah, we've uh, we're. I know you don't like the word diet. But it's okay, you can use it. I'm trying to, to to say, but like we've switched to, I guess what we would call like a sapien diet. I was I was really intrigued by the carnivore diet, so like so this is kind of how we got down this rabbit hole, and just learning more about the benefits of meat and particularly uh, red meat, cow meat, and you know it's just. Going down that rabbit hole and, and you know finding people who are you know are passionate about this or who are doing their their life's work on this kind of subject, it's just kind of crazy. All the the lies that we're told about food and nutrition and where we need to get our food and nutrition, or that you know red meat is causing cancer or, and whatnot, high and cholesterol or high yeah. cholesterol, and, and really like it's the processed food, it's the processed junk that is like cr- you know. With with sugar and everything like that, which is causing the health problems, and this really kind of stemmed from like, you know, just the pandemic and and you know, it being not only like a, a public health pro- problem, but it, it it's largely a personal health problem, you know, seeing that a, a lot of the people who end up in the the hospital or in the ICU are people with with multiple comorbidities and and you know we just want to be our best healthy self for you know if if coronavirus is with us for for our lifetime which it seems like that's what what they're saying but you know for anything else that comes up you know just making sure that our immune system is is at peak performance so like yeah we went down this rabbit hole and and really during our vacation to arizona is when we were just like are we serious about this like yeah we're serious about this let's let's give this a try and and so we're not going full carnivore. We're not just eating red meat, water, and salt, because that's basically what the, the full carnivore diet is. That's the lion's diet, I think. That too. Well, they've they've also called it that. Yeah. They didn't,
1: Where it's just ground beef right. or just red meat, but carnivore is like, I think, all meats.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, especially like um, organs and stuff like that. You, know, you can do fish and certain things, mm-hmm. but like... Yeah, it's just we weren't. I'm not ready to go. I I may do a month or two of carnivore eventually, but you know we've been doing more of what we call like a sapien, um diet or food, and you can kind of explain like that that part of it. You're you're more on the uh, <laughs> the in on that stuff.
1: Yeah. So the whole reason we're doing this is not because it's popular or fad. It's it's because like Nick said, we we really want to make sure our immune systems are in peak topping top performance. Because number one. I don't want to get cancer. I don't want to get diabetes. I don't want to get all the things that are commonly known to kill us in America, which is really fucking sad. And it's almost like this challenge, like, let's see if we can optimize our health so much that we don't get the most popular diseases that usually end up killing us. Yeah. Or even Um, try
0: to prevent or reverse some of the damage that we've already done to ourselves.
1: A hundred percent. And... Um, the sapien diet, it does entail more meat and I did take some notes, so I'm not like completely, (laughs) you know, saying something like false, but so the first thing is that it is minimally processed, but nutrient dense whole foods, which I think most people want to go after. So, um, whole foods, like this means meat, poultry, fish, and all other seafood, eggs, Um, full fat dairy products and obviously sticking steering away from anything with an ingredient label which is something that has been a little bit difficult because we do choose the the healthier brands when we buy like um, pancake mixes and cupcake mixes so I've been still making them for Lucille but not consuming them just to see if I feel a difference or just to see what it's like Um, Another thing that I mentioned is just the focus on protein and embracing fat Mm -hmm. and minimizing carbs. Um, Every meal should be built around your protein. So eating a high quality animal protein, um, which we're learning is far more bioavailable than plant sources. So that's another thing we've been diving into. And it's been really fascinating to me who I became a nutrition coach like five years ago and learning that. We I really didn't know how many harmful and nutrient blocking anti-nutrients are in plant foods. And, you know, although people can tolerate like most plant foods, we've been told that they're the pillar of health for the past, you know, 70 80 years yeah and it's turning out to not actually be true and many people actually don't or can't tolerate plant foods well and don't even know the damage they are causing or may have serious health issues arising from the ill effects of these plant anti-nutrients over the years and this is something you want to dive further in like please google sapien diet and dive yeah. into that yourself if you're curious i mean that's kind of how it led me here was i was super curious because i was eating all the veggies all the time thinking that that's how you get the most nutrients and minerals. And now I'm learning that actually red meat has the most, I don't know if it's the most, but it's got some of the most most amazing vitamins and minerals that help make our body thrive, which is just fascinating to me learning all this. So I'm like, what the hell let's experiment and let's try this out and see what do we feel like? Um, and you know, Documented. I've been keeping a food journal just to, to document some of the, the feelings if I get bloated or anything else. And um, also another thing with the sapien diet, which I know it kind of sounds like intermittent fasting, but they kind of promote a condensed eating window. So eating for a shorter time each day by eating fewer larger meals, because the body does need a break from digesting food to mm-hmm. carry out processes on a cellular level and to repair itself so for me, like actually right now, both of us are only eating two meals a day, which I never thought would be a thing because homegirl likes to eat. Yeah. Um, but I'll wake up.
0: Jill's referring to herself as homegirl. <laughs>
1: yeah. I refer to Lucille like that too. But we wake up and I have my coffee with like heavy whipping cream, maybe some collagen peptides. And um, Nick drinks his coffee black and... I don't eat breakfast until like I have my coffee, which is considered like, you know, I'm consuming calories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I try to wait till like 745, eight o'clock. And then we eat like a big, big breakfast around 11 o'clock usually. Yeah, And then we have our dinner around five o'clock, 530. And usually we're done eating by 6, 630. And we don't eat anything after that. So our eating window is pretty large, um, and so far I I'm not craving any snacks or sugar or Mm-mm. it's crazy. Once we started to up the amount of food we are eating and like protein and like fat, so like really good eggs, pasteurized raised eggs, avocado, like whole fat cottage cheese, um, a little bit of berry sometimes. It has really kept me satiated, and it's like one less thing I yeah. have to worry about when we go out or do anything
0: I mean I I had breakfast lunch brunch whatever you want to call it today at 1215 12, 1230 12, and I was barely hungry for dinner at that point now I, I probably went ham on my my lunch today and I had leftover steak we had New York strip steak last night so I had leftover steak three eggs cottage cheese raspberries, blueberries, and half an avocado. Oh and I was, God. I was like, man. And it wasn't like I was uncomfortable. I wasn't bloated. I just felt full and, mm-hmm. you know, not hungry. And it was just a completely different experience than, you know, if I were to have like a couple slices of pizza or something like that for lunch. And then it's just like, you know, you have that two o'clock crash and, oh, I need my afternoon coffee. No, I mean, I just felt satisfied. And, you know i was still productive that i didn't have that crash this afternoon i took my walk right after i ate lunch so like you know mm-hmm. it, everything is just it's clicking right now and it just feels good and you know i got the energy and, and, and all that stuff and and yeah yeah i just feel feel great now
1: yeah we're we're still two like only two and a half three weeks in but we're going to definitely share more the longer we do this because I've noticed certain transitions with like bowel movements. And (laughs) I would love to share that to normalize. Like there's going to be a transition with your body, like adjusting how much protein you eat and like what you're taking out and what you're adding in. so that I've been ebbing and flowing with Mm -hmm. that process and trying to be patient with my body, knowing that it's going through transition. But so far, like, Just the fact that it simplifies eating meals, it simplifies cooking, we can support more local farms, which I'm so psyched to do. And like grocery shopping is just like a freaking breeze, even more so just because we have a limited like assortment of things to eat, but it's still enough to like feel nourished and to be excited. And, you know, if we want to eat something that maybe like, I don't know, like pizza, like you know, we'll, in, we'll indulge in, yeah, we're
0: not going to not eat it, but, but I like, might feel like shit afterwards. Oh my God. <laughs> and I kind of
1: went through that. If, and, you know, um, we had a really good brick oven pizza the other day and my body was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was a great learning lesson. And just knowing that like, man, if this is the reaction of my body, like after transitioning, that is a big warning sign to me of like, this change must be okay. And it must be good because my body's been adjusting to this other diet and it's yeah. been doing so well. So I'm like even more motivated to like keep going and to keep working with it because it is exciting. It's not boring. It, I don't feel undernourished. I don't feel like it's not exciting. Um, I'm just excited to feel like I'm thriving and I have yeah. energy. And I'm just like, this This is something to share and get people curious about if, you know, they're intrigued.
0: The, the one thing that we have not done yet, which we will be embarking on sooner, or at least I will. I don't know if you are into this or not, but the meat organs and particularly uh, beef liver. I bought a couple pounds of that and really want to dive into because it's supposed to have a huge amount of like vitamin A, zinc. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you can actually eat too much of it and that's not a good thing. But like just adding those nutrient dense Thing, you know organs and there there are other organs that i am i'm curious to try but i think I'll, I'll start with liver and kind of work into tongue and and some other things you know i won't even name testicles i'm, I'm actually kind of curious <laughs> about that um thanks to the carnivore md like he's just i see his videos every day and it was like man he just puts that stuff down and and you know it's just crazy so yeah i'm going to venture into that as well and i will report back but yeah, no, it's been a, it's been an eye-opening journey here, and and we'll continue to you know talk about any pivots that we do there.
1: Totally. So yeah. far, so good.
0: Yeah. All right, we got another area to cover here, Jilly.
1: All right, so I labeled this the mind because I know you're actually being consistent doing this, and whatever is good for your mind, you have a routine of priming it to like show up really good every day. And I probably talked about this before, but journaling and reading have been so so nourishing for me um journaling every morning i try to think of something i'm grateful for and write it down and then i just and it's like a non-negotiable now like i keep i don't know if you heard me but i want to make it Mm -hmm. known to lucille now that like she's like hey i would really like to paint first thing when we wake up in the morning and i said hey that's awesome actually mama's gonna journal first and then we can paint and she started like no no (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to do that and I want to normalize the importance of this routine and I try to like explain that to her how when mama does her journaling I'm able to show up and play and have so much more fun and be patient and be kind and she could see her like the wheels return and like she's kind of understanding and she's like okay mama okay so I really love this routine because number one it helps me show up really refreshed and like ready for whatever life has for us and number 2 it's such a great motivator and something that helps keep me consistent and not procrastinate with the way I want to live and you know what i dream about to like make those small changes because everything is written down like what i what i'm grateful for what i hope to accomplish that day yeah. three three simple things um i also write down you know ways that i was able to have fun that day because having fun is so important and what was I able to give that day? Was it for somebody else? Was it to myself? And then like, what can I do better? And I, I journal in the, in the morning and I journal at night and I see this progression. Like I see it every day. I see it in the morning. I see it at night. And I even go back and look to see the progress that I've made. And it's so it's so awesome to like be reminded of who you want to be, the life you want to live, and just to keep that going. Yeah. Um it's like this simple, simple act that it's like your cheerleader, like you're doing great, keep going. Um, so I just wanted to share the journaling, um, the bookends of my day in the beginning and at <laughs> night have been so good, and then like reading at least three times a night, um, something three up, times a week, three three times a night, <laughs> three times a week has been. So, so good for, um, just learning and then just, I'm, I'm on a spiritual journey, which I'm sure we'll maybe talk about because it's quite fascinating, but yeah, a lot of uplifting and spiritual books have been, um, so good for me. But, uh, Nick, talk to me about your mindfulness. Like how do you cultivate that?
0: So mine's not as in depth as yours. I I definitely took a page out of your book and and especially at the end of the day, just kind of writing three things that I'm grateful for. What did I do to have fun? and you know what what are some things that i need to improve on and and, you know we use our our journals from ink and volt and you know that's or it's a planner but we've, we've kind of turned it into a journal but then you know i also am able to like write down my goals and tasks for the week that that i need to accomplish and it's just a good way to to hold myself accountable to the things that i want to get done and the you know goals that we have and making sure that we're on the same page um, but yeah, I, I love that it's just, you know, holding myself accountable for my actions, my thoughts, and all those things. And and I'm actually very intrigued as far as like doing some more journaling like what you do, like we're just writing down whatever comes to your mind, and then you know, you can kind of think on that and then have a, a deeper reflection just based on writing like the first things that, that come to your mind. And it's like, well, why did this come to my mind? Why am I writing this down? Mm-hmm. And then just have like that that deeper thought and reflection around that. So, you know, there are some more things that, that I can do to improve my mindset. But, you know, for me, a lot of it is just, you know, consuming good podcasts, consuming, um, you know, good research material and, and, and you know, kind of diving down that rabbit hole and, and just, you know, making sure that the resources that I am are looking at you know are backed up and and you know have other people saying the same thing so like backed yeah, there's- up backed up
1: <laughs> i'm backed up or
0: confirmed <laughs> or whatever <laughs> like it oh god <laughs> but yeah no that i think that's you know just been like a huge shift this year and that's something that that i've also prioritized is just you know making sure that i'm in the right mindset and you know, speaking up to you—if like I need an extra few minutes or whatever—just to let you know that hey, I need to take a second walk this evening or something yeah. along those lines. And communication, as always, is key.
1: And I've seen that transition, and I'm—I'm I'm glad you've been bolder speaking up. Like, it's—it's uh, it's good to see that. Like, you just communicate, like, "Hey, I'm—I'm I'm feeling a certain way. I need to." I'm like, "Yes, talk to me. Do your thing. Do your thing, man."
0: Yeah, that was like a hippie Jill right there. Was it? Yeah. Sounded like it. A- yeah. Any, anything else on mindset, Julie?
1: Um, no, I just had one more to kind of like wrap it all together, oh. culminating. Um, Culmination. <laughs> I think a pivot we've kind of talked about, and I forgot what episode, is just the act of just living fully right now, not waiting till retirement to have fun, mm. just pri- prioritizing ourselves and our well-being now and continuing to do that. And how it just had this amazing ripple effect on our lives. It's just, you know, we we plan, but we also don't wait if we really want to do things. And I love that we can kind of trickle in all the joy, all the fun mm-hmm. to, like, just make it fully our life and do that um, because we have no idea what the future holds for us. So totally about, like, just... Stop waiting for retirement. Just live your life.
0: Yeah, no, the, 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 it's a healthy balance. But, you know, when and it's when something's a hell yeah, you make it happen and you do it. So, you know, it's not that we're not putting anything in, in retirement. But, like, we're just not going to say, well, you know what? Let, let's wait until we're 68 years old or 72 to, you know, go somewhere. It's just like, no, if we want to go, we're fucking going.
1: Yeah, and I think that's totally because of the mindset shift of, You know if we hear something like hey it'd be really cool to travel to Italy or somewhere and I think it could be easy to be like yeah I don't think that's gonna happen but instead we're like how can we make that happen we always are asking ourselves how like it's not impossible just how can we make that happen like what's the plan for that if that's something we really want to do so I'm grateful for just that question instead of shooting down our dreams and our ideas yeah and how to have fun in life it's like just how and you know finding a creative way to like plan that shit out and make it happen so and
0: just like we were talking about this this whole episode is about pivots it's like okay there's certain things that you can pivot on in life in order to make you know something happen maybe you go out to dinner one less time a week or a month or whatever it is and and that money that you save goes into a a vacation account so like yeah there's there's ways to do it it's just you know always evaluating, making sacrifices in certain areas, but then you can make shit happen. So yeah, yeah. awesome. Cool. All right, Jilly, what about some resources for today?
1: Okay. So I found this blog post that was called the benefits of living intuitively, because I feel like that's kind of what we're doing. Mm. We're going with our guts and making decisions based on how we feel and what's best for us. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to read. It's a little bit lengthy, but I think it's so good. So what are the benefits of living intuitively? It's about so much more than being able to quote unquote predict when things are going to happen. It's about forming a connection with the universe and our own higher consciousness. The physical and external world is completely out of our control and it can get all a bit much sometimes. But if we can live intuitively, then we can navigate the world in a way that protects our well-being and mental health. Living intuitively helps to create a stronger and more trusting relationship with the self, which in turn helps us to feel more supported, protected, and confident. A big change in myself that I've noticed over the past few years is that my anxiety isn't getting in the way of simple daily activities. I still have anxiety, don't get me wrong, but the way I manage it has become so much more natural and instinctive. I have the ability to quickly tap into my emotions and how my body feels so that I can take action before I start to spiral. Some other benefits of living more intuitively are being able to make clearer and more definite decisions, organically putting your well-being first without having to quote unquote, make time or schedule a self-care session in being more open to questioning the mind when it throws up negative emotions or thoughts, being able to handle low moods in a healthier and more manageable way, being able to identify vices or bad habits faster and being open to different ways of working to heal these things feeling ready and more capable to heal deeper trauma, increasing feelings of self-love and self-worth, and being more compassionate towards the self and towards others. And they had three ways on how to invite more intuition into your daily routines. And the first one is just acting on your intuitive feelings when they arise. So like, don't push them away. Don't ignore them. Um, Accept these feelings and allow them to play out naturally. The second one, is slowing down silence and self-reflection, which I think is huge. Um, Intuition lies in the space between our discursive thoughts and the demands of our hectic lives. Making time for ourselves creates space to bring our attention back within where our intuition lies. You can spend time daily in silence and self-reflection, meditation, journaling, yoga, tarot cards, and even time in nature all contribute to connecting with the quiet voice within This means making yourself a priority. Um, And then one more was just make decisions from the gut. Instead of choosing the most logical choice, put the brain to one side and see which option your gut prefers. I do this when it comes to choosing what I want to eat, what I want to listen to, what exercise I want to do, whether I want a coffee or a tea, what book I want to read or what TV show I want to watch. So your intuition is yours alone. There is no right or wrong way to live intuitively as long as you are acting from a place of intuition, whatever that means and feels like to you.
0: Nice. I enjoyed that. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. And the quote of the day there, Jilly?
1: The quote of the day is by Greg Anderson. Wellness is the complete integration of body, mind, and spirit. The realization that everything we do, think feel and believe has an effect on our state of well-being
0: so true good good quote there jill (laughs) and the take action challenge for today
1: make one tiny pivot to your lifestyle it could be food it it could be mind it could be the body it it could be all three of them but footwear it could be footwear um yeah make one tiny pivot to like upgrade one of your lifestyle habits and just watch the change blossom. It's pretty red.
0: Good shit, jelly. Hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review or simply sharing this episode with a friend. And remember sharing sparks a conversation conversation leads to action and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you again next week. See y'all later.